1: Gino smith is cracked let's start there yeah, he's, he's really good yeah. he's really good um crazy if um, good efficiency crazy success rate this game um they didn't have enough drives in the first half because their first couple of drives were really poor they had a good drive to end the half but they just didn't have very many of them um and even on that unfortunate fumble, they were moving the ball really well that drive too. Um, and I liked how Pete said, like, we don't need to call those plays really. <laughs> like, we really don't need to. It's a nice play. Like, like stick draw is a great play to have. It's like, uh, but it only looks great when it works. I wouldn't do it on a short field unless you're like inside the five.
0: I think they got caught out because they dropped eight. And so like, I think Gino thought Blythe would climb and, and Blythe didn't. Mm. And then he ran into the back of him. And then what he did at the end was obviously bad. But like, other than that, Griff, I thought Gino was like pretty much faultless decision-wise. Like a lot of the stuff Waldron was calling, first half and second half, there was guys like creeping into the downfield window. Like it just wasn't there. And Gina could have tried to force the issue, but he didn't. And he took—he just took what was there. He just continued his his excellent process throughout. And uh, really, some of the plays he made down the stretch were incredible. And it's funny how, in a Seattle Sports interview, Pete Carroll himself <laughs> said uh, how uh, how they almost ran—they they should have shouldn't have run the ball as much. Like they should have come out passing because that the the first half and the slow starts, I think. The Buccaneers played a lot of three buzz. so cover three where the safety comes down into one of the interior underneath zones, cover three being four under three deep. And I think that was to camp in dig windows of Geno. I think Waldron probably didn't expect that because I think uh, Paul, ha- Paul Atwell, a friend of the pod, he said how the Buccaneers hadn't been running as much of that kind of coverage uh, in, in pe- past weeks. So again, tendencies switching up a tiny bit. And I think this probably camps in the dig windows that Gino likes. But really what hampered Seattle is they were in so many third and long situations where the Bucks, they're, uh you know, they can run their sim pressures, send Devin White, but still rush four guys or creepers, whatever you want to call them. Probably creepers is more accurate. And they moved them around late at the snap. But they also have like disciplined landmarks and good zone coverage where mm you know in third and long it's not a good good situation and because Seattle couldn't run the ball like they, they couldn't get it done now they found a the rhythm in the second half but i think that's more because they put the ball in, in Gino's hands to go and do the game and yeah. uh, uh really i thought i thought Waldron did not have his best game and again it's against a team who's doing this the cover 3 stuff to start and then getting into Quarter quarter half where I think Gino had a bit more success against. I think they're more prepared for that. And then uh, there was a few crazy spins into two invert, like one or two. But Gino, Gino is fine on that. I don't know, really. Like it's it's yeah. an odd game from the offense, but I don't. But the the good news is like it wasn't really on Gino. Like I actually was came away again really impressed with Gino's decision making, other than his fumble, which obviously that was just a what the heck moment but then like what's big for me is in that last drive he comes back and he's he's uh you know it's a shame we didn't get another drive because that could have been an MVP moment but like he's galloping through the pocket and make he's making it out the pocket he's throwing to a spot on fourth down and finding Tyler Lockett he's finding Marquis Goodwin at the back of the end zone in the corner like he's accurate he's making the right decision like when he gallops out the pocket it's not open downfield like he 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 didn't have the concept yeah, like, yeah. He, he knows when to take the concept and when not to he's every everything is like bang bang bang
1: there so. was I agree there was only one thing where he missed I thought um and it was actually a dagger combination the the pocket moved a little bit and he looked to reset and he could have fired it out it was on he had DK on on the dig and um it was the, it was a couple of plays preceding um what quarter the good the, the, the good one touchdown uh it would have been fourth quarter right maybe maybe late third but it was it was on the drive of the goodwin touchdown um i think the another reason why a lot of those dig windows aren't popping although this one kind of did if he fired it though the guy matching the number two because it was trips dagger outside dagger so dk was the number one the guy matching number two he still had eyes on the quarterback so he could have maybe clamped down on the dig if he saw gino about ready to throw um but i think a lot of the reasons why they're not getting these dig windows to pop is because they're not as much of a tight split team as a lot of the teams that do get it to pop are they're more you know normal split if not max split because they've got dk metcalf and they want to make sure they maintain him as a threat on the perimeter and a lot of the reasons why all this stuff works is because of the tight splits and you know it's easier to clear the hook defenders um the curl defenders horizontally because they literally start closer to them yeah and so they're almost kind of running on that dk play
0: speak about griff i see what you're saying now that that is the play Gallup from the pocket but because of the wide split like when when he's like let me share my screen when gino's back foot had hit like dico's only just getting out his cut because the splits are wider yeah so it's a an instance of um
1: no like i i do worry about 23 if you maybe saw DK ready to load up because maybe you trust the Yeah, you don't know
0: what this guy's doing because it's a weird it's a weird spin. It's like um it's like cover three, but these guys are playing super, super deep because they're playing like towards the sticks. But yeah, if if you condense the split up he throws it, but because it's from the wide split, it's wide open. you don't know really what this guy's doing. He's already had his back foot hit, and he's hitching up, and Shrienka's yeah. starting to really power through and constrict this. So he ends up taking off and running for it.
1: Yeah. Now, what was cool on the wide split note is that from Gun earlier in the game, they actually ran split zone with the jet drift. Like I oh, think. Oh yeah. Yes, and, uh... and Gino threw that off his back hip with a rusher in his face and he like floated it so that the timing still worked. Like he purposely didn't put a lot of velocity on it so that he could put it in a spot because DK wasn't even out of his break yet. It was just perfect quarterbacking. I mean, literally perfect, but that's an over the middle concept ran from normal split that is going to hit just inside the number. It's not going to like this offense isn't quite, they're running a lot of the same plays, but the splits are changing where the ball is, is landing um but that was a wild play and that's just gino's timing this game was absurd if we think to that one fourth down conversion to tyler where it's almost like that deep well, snag com- real quick love again
0: real real quick before we yeah before we get to that what i loved about that was it came after a, a jet sweep to a walker and then and then they do uh the the jet action with goodwin they fake the uh the, handoff, the split zone handoff, as you said, and then they fire it to DK. And I think against the press bail corner as well, which again, that's like big trust to to throw that in, but you can see that all the space available inside the corner on cover three and the, here's Goodwin on the jet and here's the fake gun handoff. Yeah, i have never seen that out of gun with jet and split action as well.
1: The, the 49ers will run it, but from a slot formation to the slot nice and a because it's jimmy and that's yes, the only reason yes, why it makes sense yeah but so, so this, you, this you further well,
0: snag. Oh, well
1: here really quick before we jump into that one but this just kind of speaks into on the topic of tendency probably because walker you know he has background with shotgun not as much under center um but you know talking about tendency they're they're now running their a lot of stuff out of gun again like gun running that means gun play action is becoming more diverse so they're just same plays different formations right
0: mm-hmm. um
1: they're they're making it difficult for defenses to get a beat on you um but then that one fourth down to tyler where he floated it and tyler kind of retraces a little bit it's kind of like i think it was like a kind of like a five steps five step snag combo because yeah, yeah. snag is normally three step right just an absurd play um had it had pressure in his face and uh you know tyler does it runs a great route and that's just like talking about timing like gino was just so clued in he was so ahead of ahead of everything um and just wild stuff um then he they, then he had a couple of throws to the tight ends that didn't get completed like the one to kobe or to colby colby couldn't quite get his feet in i think he might have caught it though
0: that was what i was talking about gino making a great decision as well cuz yeah. um, You know, th- actually, there's two Colby plays where it was almost complete and it wasn't quite. But both of them, the like, DK's kind of the primary look mm-hmm. and DK's camped on by like an inside kind of safety. And, like a-, a lesser quarterback would force that. But G- Gino yeah. really is good at kind of distributing the ball to the right read.
1: Yeah. And then he had the one to Noah Fant where Fant couldn't quite get his foot in. Now, levante david saved them in that play because he forced such a wide arcane speed release from noah that it screwed off it screwed up noah's uh spacing because noah ended up winning the route you could say but he won it late but with the, the 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 spacing of it all levante saved him at the line of scrimmage saved himself from being beat because it just noah ran out of room yeah um So it was unfortunate. Now, the other thing this game, I think DK Metcalf had a really solid game this game. Um, When they needed free access yardage in the flat, DK was committed to getting the the extra yards after the catch just to bulldoze the corner. Um, And I think he had like four or five of those catches where he like catching a five yard hitch and, you know, getting another three or four or five yards. So it was just snap after snap of that stuff. That's what sustained some of those drives.
0: Yeah, he he struggled as the uh, he struggled as the kind of deeper kind of dude. But you're right. He and I think also they were a let, they were letting a lot of contact go on on the perimeter. Yeah, which like I mean DK was unhappy about, but it was just them, him committing to play. So but it was yeah, just DK he,
1: committing to like all right, I got to. He ran he ran game.
0: some guys over and and yeah, it was very important. So yeah. that was a quicker. Part on the offense. I think that's pretty much all we've got. the The O line played well. I th- like, At
1: least I don't no know what to through.
0: say about. Yeah, I don't know what to say about the run game. Like, they couldn't get anything really going. There was a few counter plays where I was like, "Oh, that's almost, that's almost yep. there," and it felt like that's, sprinkled in counter again. But like, that's
1: it, counter looks like it's always almost when it doesn't work. True,
0: true. And then you know, what part did the surface play? Like the running backs in the locker room afterwards were pretty adamant. It played a big role. And I know the, o, the like Pete Carroll mentioned the O-line said about it. So I don't know. Yeah. To me, like, uh, uh, they just got their ass kicked. That's what it looked like. But it's unfortunate they couldn't quite get it going. But that that's uh, hopefully a one-game blip. I I will be interesting to see if that continues. Obviously the I don't think the Raiders have that good of run defense, so
1: Yeah. It'd be nice to see them just run over a team. Like get the churn out churn out the the four to six yarders. Can we just have one game where it's that, you know?
0: Yeah.